Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Hey, Faye. What do you say? <laughs> Faye says bye. Yeah, Faye did say bye. Faye is, uh, Faye is long gone. Well, kind of, sort of. Tropical Storm Faye came and went. We talked about it on the show last week that there was an area of low pressure that we were going to be watching. And I believe is what fifty percent chance of formation within the, you know the next forty eight hours. Well, lo and behold, the storm moves across the Florida Panhandle, reemerges out into the Atlantic Ocean, starts to move northward, and boom, tropical storm Faye is born. It's impressive, and I think it made landfall in Jersey, right? Yes, uh, and. Again, this goes out to awesome Twitter and weather Twitter. How many of you on your 2020 weather bingo card had New York with a tropical storm warning before Florida? I am raising my hand because that is so 2020. Uh, it really is. And if I would have had a weather bingo card, I definitely would have put that on there. So I'm going to take credit for something that I didn't do. <laughs> no, I am super shocked. You know what else is really weird that I notice is that tropical storms and hurricanes love to hug the coast. Yes, they, they do. They hug it for a long time, and they either make landfall in North Carolina or Jersey. <clears throat> right. Two kind of. But you how know, do they do that? How do they just snake up the coast like that right. for so long? You know, it's got to be. You know, obviously, we know that high pressure and low pressure. It's the steering systems, right? And we know that. You know, if you have no active steering mechanism, aka the jet stream, storms mm-hmm. just kind of meander. And you know, we looked at what was happening. Uh, in the desert southwest this week, which is now impacting you guys, and we'll get into that. But, you know, there was an area of lower pressure that had kind of formed up over, uh, gosh, you know, the lower Mississippi River uh, Valley between, gosh, it's not really a valley, it's just, you know, around the lower Mississippi. So um, high pressure was building in uh, across the west, had the opposite low, and that just kind of put the steering current right there. The jet stream was moving up the East Coast seaboard. And it just seems like they do that a lot. And I just think that's very interesting that that's just how it is on the, on the East coast. Right. Well, I mean, we can go back and look last year, right? Um, Mm -hmm. All the storms that we thought were going to plow into Florida didn't. And it was, you know, we had high pressure to the West, high pressure to the East. And these things were kind of just stuck somewhere. And we thought, okay, well, you know, it might move a little bit. But lo and behold, high pressure starts to recede a little bit. And all of a sudden, you have a little more stirring current in the upper atmosphere. And boom, we're going to take storms right up the coast or just off the coast. So it happens a lot. But True. And North Carolina does kind of poke out a little bit. It so does. That makes it more of a easier target to hit. Right. Because I don't feel like Georgia gets a lot of landfalling hurricanes. They just slide up next to it and then head for North Carolina every time. <laughs> right. And you, but you also got to remember the Georgia coastline is relatively small compared to other East Coast states. True. And really landfall means the eye has now come on shore, Correct. but everything between the eye and the outer edge is still hitting the whole coast as it goes up. So yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this morning uh Faye has <laughs> degenerated in <laughs> that sounds so bad. I hate that word sometimes. She's a degenerate. Um, She degenerated into a post-tropical low over eastern New York. Last advisory issued at 5 a.m. Eastern from the National Hurricane Center. Last known area was about 30 miles south of Albany, New York. So are we talking about a tropical storm or a nor'easter right now? Like, really, you don't associate the cities of Albany with a hurricane or a tropical storm. So that's... It's just like we said, so 2020. Right. And, you know, we don't really even associate, I'd say, Albany with Nor'easter. You get some stuff like that. You're looking more like a blizzard in Albany, but still, true. you know, it's pretty rare. But again, this goes back to other storms that we've had this year. Um, you go back and you look at, gosh, was it Cristobal that ended up? Oh, gosh, where was it? I'm at the look here. Uh, like in Ohio oh yeah. or Iowa yeah, or exactly. Illinois and Wisconsin. Sixty. Their last known area was 60 miles 
uh, northwest of Madison, Wisconsin. And so, that one started out as Amanda. Right. Wow. In the Pacific. What a crazy year. Right? It is. It really is. And speaking of tropical storms in the Pacific, we have another one. Tropical storm Christina. Uh, just out there churning away, doing its thing. It's uh, 650 miles west-southwest of the southern tip of Baja, California, moving to the west at twenty at 14 miles an hour. Central pressure now down to 996 millibars. No watches or warnings in effect. This thing is out in the middle of nowhere. It says maximum sustained winds uh, have decreased down to 65 miles an hour with higher gusts. It is forecast to gradually weaken over the next few days and become a remnant, uh, remnant low early next week. So uh, the tropics are somewhat busy, but... Uh, back in the Atlantic, there is nothing. There's no areas that the National Hurricane Center is watching. After Faye, it is all quiet on the eastern and western fronts. But you know what, though? We've said that a couple of times yes, already this season on this podcast, and then two days later, boom, something pops up. So really, I think that's all it takes is us saying something. Right. No, and, and, and then... I agree. <laughs> National Hurricane Center is watching an area uh, for formation in the central Pacific, or sorry, the eastern Pacific. Uh, and this is expected to move west-northwest and then out to the west. South of the coast of Mexico, formation over the next 48 hours is at 50%. However, through five days, it's high at 80%. So we'll be looking at Christina and then probably another tropical storm here coming up. And I need to go find the names for the west or for the Pacific. And uh, we will go from there. So do, 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 do. Uh, where is all of our names? I keep forgetting where this is because I have to go look at it occasionally. But I feel like we should like print it out every season. We and, should like... and just post it on the wall because so, oh, there it is. Okay, tropical cyclone names. All right, and the Eastern North Pacific. Uh, it will become Douglas Tropical Storm. Oh, there's a great name, Douglas. I love the name <laughs> Douglas. Very intimidating name. Very, very. If there was a white version of Karen, I think Douglas might be it. I think, you know, I think I agree with that. Douglas or Tyler? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry Ty for any Douglases or Tylers that right. are listening. And one of my close friends' name is Doug, so we'll just call him Doug. But Douglas, yeah. Doug's okay. Douglas, yeah, not so much. Yeah, Douglas is a little uppity. Right. We might we might throw Kyle in there, too. Yeah. But, but we'll see. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, or Wilfred. That's another one that's up there. <laughs> Wilfred has a monocle. That is true. By the way, that is my new favorite emoji. That is my new favorite emoji. It's so good, right? It is. People are just like, hmm, what is this? I was like, it's just like me. It's sophisticated. Yeah, that's it. Sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> Silently judging you be behind my my eyepiece. Your one monocle. Right. I love it. I love it. So yeah. Um the next, if you are wondering what the next storm in the Atlantic will be, it will be Gonzalo. Followed by mm. Hannah. <laughs> There's another basic name for you. Uh, followed by Isaiah, Josephine, Kyle, Laura, Marco, Nana. Can't wait for that. Uh, uh -huh. Omar, Paulette, uh, Rennie, Sally, Teddy, Vicky, and Wilfred. So. Oh, Teddy, that's nice. That sounds like a cute storm. Yes, I, I really can't wait for Nana, though. Nana's going to be awesome. Nana was the name of the dog in the Disney Peter Pan. Yes, it was. It was. Speaking of Disney Plus, um, we talked about <laughs> on the show last week. Uh, I saw Hamilton for the first time, and I am now obsessed with it. It's fantastic. I've always been a lover of musicals, as you know. Uh, hence, right. we have it in the open of the show. You just happen to be from Oklahoma, my favorite musical. Anyways, um, <laughs> Hamilton was awesome. So if you have not had a chance to watch it on Disney Plus, I highly recommend it. See, I've never seen Hamilton. I did start it the other night, but then I got sleepy, and so I had to turn it off because I didn't want to sleep through it. No, which I so understand. So I do need to watch it. You do need so to finish I'm it. I'm a little bit behind. Well, so after I watched Hamilton, I went and I watched the original Mary Poppins, another great musical. Yes. yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. And I've forgotten how good it was. But, yeah, it's uh, so good. It is good. So if you're My a fan. My favorite is when they're laughing on the ceiling, having the tea party on the ceiling. Oh, right. Right. So good. <laughs> Think of a sad thought. Cat gets run over, but yet it's still funny, and they go back up laughing. I'm just like, oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, and Dick Van Dyke in that is such a good actor. Oh, he totally is. And you know, the, it was the coming out party for Julie Andrews, which you know her two biggest roles were 
this uh, Mary Poppins and then the sound of music. Right. So, and she does all her own singing. So yeah, let's she does. all be impressed by that. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. So, um, yeah. What was it? Practically perfect in every way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. That's what my tape measure says when yeah. I measure myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. All of ours do. <clears throat> that is true. That is true. Um, but Hamilton opening song, you know, who are you or what's your name? Alexander Hamilton. Great song. Uh, got caught in a YouTube rabbit hole researching that song, which is, you know, what I do when I get home from work at 2 a.m. in the morning. Um, <laughs> then before you know it, it's like 7 in the morning and you're like, oops, I forgot to go to sleep. Yeah, I, I try and limit the rabbit holes to at least 4 a.m. because I know that way if I still get 7 to 8 hours, I have enough time to get up and go back to work. I won't, right. <laughs> I won't go past 4 a.m. just because I know that's going to be bad. Yeah, good. But it's very interesting. So the cast of Hamilton uh, performed a bunch of their songs at the White House for President Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that was the height of it in you know, 2015, 2016, 2017. And the story goes that um, they were... You know, they were sitting there and they're getting ready to sing the, the song. And President Obama was like, you know, it's funny. We invited, um, I'm drawing a blank on the gentleman's name all of a sudden, Lynn Manuel, uh, to this poetry night several years ago at the White House. And he was like, hey, I'm going to perform this new piece I've been working on. And we're going to create a, you know, a Broadway play based on the life of Alexander Hamilton, but with a twist. And so he does the opening song. Just by himself, he's got somebody playing the piano, but he does the opening song just by himself without the other cast members. And to go back and see where that went from that moment through what happened with the show on Broadway to him being at the White House and then now the release through Disney Plus, you understand why this thing was so revolutionary. And it was fantastic. So you can go back and just YouTube all of this. So type Alexander Hamilton White House and you'll see both videos. It's it is really fantastic. I'll have to look that up. I got to watch the musical first and then yes, I'll get lost in the Hamilton rabbit hole too. It's it's <laughs> it, it, it's a good way to kill two hours. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> hey, we all have a spare two hours we're trying to kill. Uh, you know what? In, in this day of COVID-19, we've got a lot of free time apparently. That's true. I will get onto that a soapbox here in a little bit about a mask and people, but <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll drive back onto the weather freeway real quick. So <laughs> we know that Tropical Storm Faye uh, came ashore, has dumped a bunch of rain, and has now you know degenerated into a post-tropical low, and will continue to drop some rain before it eventually moves off east. But we said the tropics are quiet, but back here stateside, Bonnie, storms are firing up, and you know there's been some impressive thunderstorms. You guys got some action just a couple days ago. Yes, um, we've had some pretty decent storm chances the last couple of days. I say that it was yesterday and it's today, but um, yesterday morning, like around 10, 11 o'clock, we had a very good storm system come through, basically straight south from the north. Wow. Um, dropped a lot of rain, a lot of rain. Like we had flash flooding all over the place and wind. Wind was the other factor. And unfortunately, it was trash day. <laughs> and I don't really know I don't really know how the trash runs because my side of the street the trash gets picked up early in the morning but across the street there's doesn't so I don't really I don't understand I don't know but anyway so my trash luckily got picked up but everybody else is like on the other side was just blowing all over the place and trash cans were like floating down the street right. and there was power outages and target had its windows blown out I mean it was it was a pretty crazy morning and it was dark and i mean dark like i was sitting in my house going is it nine o'clock at night right now because it is dark but it was it was a crazy storm no absolutely if you want to see a video of what bonnie's talking about we have it on our twitter page at weather podcast even though she didn't tag her own show in it but i digress <laughs> and uh, i already been scolded before we started yes you did <laughs> as, as a social media director of the show and as you have access to the account I'm like tag yourself in it come on um, yeah, you're right. You're right. I know I am. I know I am. It's okay. <laughs> uh, so sorry, boss. It won't happen again. Yeah, it better not. Better not. <laughs> or I'm going to get fired. No, no, you will not get fired. 
we'll just reprimand you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, just go check out, check out the video again at weather podcast on Twitter. It is fantastic. I do love your poor neighbors down the street though. Their trash can gets blown over then up the driveway. So at least they didn't have to walk as far to pick it up, but still it happens. So you're uh, you're well, the sad thing is there's trash everywhere still today. And I'm oh. like, can people just pick it up, please? No. But this goes back to our favorite MPing symbol, right? You know, the trash can being blown yes, over. Yes, which, so. speaking of that, what happened in Alabama with MPing the other day? Did you see that? No, I did not. All these, like, fake reports and, like, the whole state was outlined in reports. And MPing had to put out a thing that said, we're aware of these false reports. We've, like, shut down these people's accounts until we further investigate. If you go to Radar Scope's Facebook, you'll see it. And if you go to their Twitter You'll find it too, but like the whole state of Alabama was outlined in wind reports. Okay, I'm I'm looking at okay, so here's radar scope, and it says I have to dig through this here, but uh, we are aware of a series of fake MPing reports submitted to NSSL this afternoon. The MPing service has been shut down until the issue can be resolved. Uh, the guide, well, the guide apparently was one person deleted his account, so the guy who deleted his account isn't actually him. That makes no sense, but. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, there are no pictures, which I was really kind of bummed to see. But. Oh, I'll find one and send okay. it to you. But yeah, like the whole state was outlined. That's on insane. The radar map, yeah. So I don't know exactly what was going on, but that's so annoying. Like, why people got to abuse that, you know? And right. Apparently, and yeah. Apparently, the account was Central Ohio Weather. But um, that's not it either. I wonder how do you make a fake report if you're not even in the area? Got oh, I see it. Okay, I got you. That is actually, you know, I'm not gonna lie. That's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> eh, it's whatever. <laughs> it is. I mean, but that 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 takes a lot of work to do that. Well, and like, do you have to physically drive to those locations? Because I thought MPing was like taking the data from your current location. You I can't just change your location, right? Like, I couldn't make a report for Alaska right now. Like, I'm, I don't think it would let me. No, but if you had a Sharpie, you could. <laughs> right? Alaska, look out. Right. Um, Faye is coming for you. <laughs> well, you know, New York found out about it. It's true. So, okay, yeah. I mean, if you, I, I just saw a picture. You can scroll through. Just do an imping search on, on Twitter and scroll down a little bit and you'll see it. And this is why people are like, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> for real for real that's why we can't have good apps because people ruin it right that is but fantastic. i guess they resolved the issue so right they did they did uh by the way real quick one quick note on Faye before we leave that completely this was the earliest f name storm in the uh history of the atlantic basin so wow yeah See, so the tropics are kind of heating up. They're just slowly heating up. But once they spark something, they spark something. Right. Well, we'll see. So, yeah, Dakota Smith, uh, Weather Deck on Twitter, shout to that uh, that fact. We also retweeted that. That's on our page at Weather Podcast. So, man, you know, just a lot of stuff going on. Um, we did have a Direco earlier this week, which was pretty cool. Uh, went through, gosh, I'm trying to do the math in my head now. Today's Saturday, so I think it was Wednesday. Uh, traveled from Montana uh, through North Dakota and then barely into uh, Minnesota, about 585 miles, almost 600 miles. Severe wind reports, 19 reports of 70 mile an hour plus gusts. The highest that we could find was 89 in Malta, uh, Montana, 85 miles an hour in Devil's Creek, Montana. Not my, there's no state that's MI. Um, St. Marie, Montana was 83, 83 at Washburn, North Dakota and Turtle Lake, which sounds like a cool place, 78 miles an hour. So, wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, line of thunderstorms just, you know, kind of did its own thing and then just started progressing eastward pretty quick. So there we go. Direco in Montana, North Dakota, Greg Diamond on the weather from the weather channel, uh, put together a really cool series. That's on our Twitter page as well at weather podcast. So. Yeah, all the good times. All the a good times. A lot of good times. Yeah. So when we look at today's thunderstorm assessment, Bonnie, you guys are just barely outside of the fun zone. 
Yes, we are in a slight area. We weren't just marginal yesterday for today. And so that's, you know, now we've been put into the slight. Who knows? The enhanced might get extended down also as the day goes on. But what I'm reading is wind and hail is going to be the main event, which seems to be the main hazards this whole season. Like tornadoes around here have not really been a thing for whatever reason. It's 2020. Right. Come on. That's our answer. <laughs> but um, supposedly up to 100 mile an hour winds, but I don't think the storms will be that strong when they reach me. I think that's more up in northeastern Oklahoma, southeastern Kansas, that area where the enhanced is. And then as they move south, still be strong to severe, but not quite that bad. But I'm ready. Because it clears out this heat for a little bit and it calms this humidity down. Because let me tell you, heat indexes are around 115 right now. Oh, so let's One, get... 15. Let's let's get into that right now. That is the other big story that is kind of gripping the nation outside of Faye. Uh, large area of high pressure dominates from pretty much Arizona through New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, up into Nebraska, into Louisiana, and you guys are roasting. There is no doubt about that. Oh my gosh, roasting alive! It is so terrible. But when we like when we had the storms come through yesterday. That cleared out our humidity. We barely reached 90 degrees yesterday. If we did, we were just over 90, and that was at like 6 in that evening, so we weren't 90 for very long. So I'm hoping that this evening, when we get some storms come through, that it'll just cool us down for a little while because the pattern's not changing for the next week. Right, and you guys have humidity on top of that, right? Yes. (laughs) Which is like death on top of death. Oh, so, okay. So tell me about that. What happens when you walk out your door? What does it feel like? It feels like, it really literally does feel like you're walking into like a sauna at the gym. Like it feels muggy. It feels thick. It feels sticky. It's awful. And you kind of feel like you can't breathe very well just because the the air is so heavy and it's just, ugh. <laughs> I, I shouldn't That's laugh. That's the best way I can describe it is ugh. I, I shouldn't laugh, but I know it's it's real and I know that it's not fun. And you know, again, thankful that you have air conditioning. Other people don't, but it's hot and it's yeah. it's bad. You know, I as you guys know, I do a, a radio show every weekend in Mesa, Arizona, and I do a weather forecast every hour. And the headline is excessive heat warning. And I just kind of chuckle to myself. Okay, it's Arizona, right? Excessive heat warning. Temperatures top out at 115, 116, 117 degrees. They're used to that, right? You would think. Mm -hmm. But it's a long duration event. And so they go through and you read the warning from the National Weather Service. And they're like, drink plenty of water. Avoid beverages that dehydrate you. Alcohol, sweets, and caffeine. And I was like, okay. You know, at this point. It is super serious. But when temperatures don't fall below 100 for very long at all, if at all during the night, you know it's hot. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And luckily, our temperatures do fall at night, but it is actually still kind of humid even at night. Right. And and it's just it's it's just gross. Like, I wish I, – I've honestly – I've never felt like a hot – dry heat so I don't really know what 115 feels like not humid but I hear it doesn't feel as bad no. <laughs> which is crazy to say it, it's it's definitely warm but it's yeah. you know it, it's warm but you don't have the humidity so I'm going to pull up the hour by hour for Phoenix just because I want to go through this because it is quite hilarious to me so the humidity <laughs> tops out at the at the highest point around 4 a.m. 24% Okay. Okay. The temperature has dropped down to a balmy 96 degrees at 4 a.m. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. I'm just scrolling through the last three days. Just, again, just the last three days. So July 8th, uh, 11.51 is, is the farthest it will go back on this time thing. Actually, no, we're going to go up to 96. Then you should compare it to ours. I'm going to. I'm going to. Especially with the humidity. Okay. Let me think. Let me like we had dew points near 80 today. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm going back 96 hours. So what? Four days. The temperature in Arizona has not gotten below 91 
or sorry, 90, has not gotten below 90 degrees in four days. Wow. Okay. High temperatures so far in that span looks to be 111. <laughs> They're on their Jeez. way to 115 today. That is crazy. And you know what, though? You would think that I would be used to our stuff. This is how it is every summer. I mean, sometimes we don't reach this kind of heat where heat indexes are 115. We'll reach it where heat indexes are 100 or a little over or whatever. Right. But we're used to the humidity, and yet every year I whine about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it happens. Yeah. So, okay, let's let's pull up Oklahoma City. So, we'll, I don't want to use that. I don't want to go to Will Rogers. I don't want to use Wiley Post. Yeah. No, use Will Rogers. Yeah, we'll use Will Rogers. So, okay, see, where's Will Rogers? Wiley Post is a baby. <laughs> it's a little baby airport. By the way, it's Will Rogers World Airport. World Airport, yeah, because yeah, you guys are big in the World Airport. That's right. We're international, baby. <laughs> yes, you are. All right, so this goes back again uh, three days, four days. Let's, oh man, this is hilarious to look at. <laughs> okay, I'm just looking at the dew point, okay? In the last four days, your dew point lowest that I can see has been 69 degrees. Okay? Yeah. Sorry, I tell you about There was 66 when you had a thunderstorm and light rain. Mm -hmm. Your relative humidity average is in the mid to upper 60s. Your temperatures are warm. It's 92 today with a dew point of 77. That puts your relative humidity at 62%. I am so sorry. <laughs> That means the air is like 62% water. Oh, yeah. Basically. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So this morning at 7.52, it's 75 degrees outside. Your dew point is 73. That's a 94% oh, saturation. Well, even worse, at, at just before 7 a.m., it was at yeah. 97%, which I believe is the highest you could actually get without it raining. I think so. I think you're right. So... <laughs> that just that's just hilarious to me. I shouldn't say yeah. that, but it is. See, now you know our suffering. It is suffering too. And that's you know, I, I do feel bad for you. I do feel bad. But I mean it's ninety two. At least it's drying out a little bit. You've gone from ninety seven percent humidity at seven AM to now just before one AM it says sixty two percent. So it's gone down. Ooh. But if I'm a storm chaser, I'm looking at this and be like, you know, it's just not humid enough. To support no. any real large storms yet. Give yes. that some time. Chances are it will change, but still. Um, yeah, 92. So your high temperature right now is what Arizona has been at or above for the last five days. Oh. Yeah, but they, their humidity is like 24%. Yes. So. It's much drier. I think I'm just going to go out west for the rest of this summer and then I'll come back. You should come up to Oregon. It's beautiful. Um, you're going to laugh at me when I say this. But I think our high today is going to be 80. Wow. If, if that. Yeah. I don't even remember what 80 feels like at this point. It's amazing. And we'll get into our forecasts in a little bit. But the high today, 80. Tomorrow, 75. 80 on Monday. 82 on Wednesday. Uh, I skipped over Tuesday. 82 Tuesday as well. So. 80 Tuesday. Yeah. Yep, 80 on Tuesday. Sunny skies. Uh, what is my... Let's break down. What do I have uh, humidity-wise? Oh, 11%. My, uh, nah, it's 57%. It's not bad. Oh, wow. It's a little humid. Hmm. But we got up to 83% humidity at, you know, 6 a.m., but our temperature was 57 degrees, so it's not a big deal. It was a very pleasant night to sleep with the windows open, that is for sure. Oh, my gosh. No, we barely even open doors and stuff around here this time. <clears throat> because, you know, you're just like air conditioning the neighborhood at that point because the AC is running pretty much constantly. Right. As And again, as it should be. As it should yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Oklahoma and humidity and chasing and storms, um, here's a little side tangent. And I didn't tell Bonnie about this, but that's okay. So... <laughs> I'm blindsided. Yeah, no. We've all seen the the web series um, Storm Chasers, right? Yes. Okay. And they had the second follow-up one one was Tornado Hunters, which was the guys from Canada. Right. So, and Greg is uh, one of the regulars on our one of our friends' podcasts, um, Stormfront Freaks. 
So yeah. they drive. They they have their super cool truck that they drive. It's a Ford F one fifty. It's got Linux all over. It's really pretty. Well, I follow a guy on YouTube called the Detail Geek. This guy details cars. He's in Canada, and so again, I'm bored last night sitting up watching videos on YouTube because that's what I do. And I was like, oh, Detail Geek every Friday posts a new video. And all of a sudden I was like, hold up here. He's hanging out with Chris Chittick. I know Chris. Body knows Chris. Why is he hanging out with Chris Chittick? And then I see it. He's detailing their storm chasing vehicle. Wow. And I'm like, I got to watch this. His normal videos are anywhere from like 15 to 20 minutes. This one's over 30. And I was like, I cannot stay up to watch this. So I put it in my library of things to go back and watch. But let me just tell you this. If you are any type of storm chasing fanatic, you like like the engineering of TV or how storm chasers do video footage, you will want to watch this video. The amount of technology they have packed into this truck is mind-blowing, and I'm just getting to look at it two minutes into this 30-minute video. So this is a must-see because I now want this truck <laughs> because it looks awesome. All right, awesome. so then we need like a GoFundMe so we can we get do. this truck. We do. We we didn't get through and we didn't we weren't able to uh, purchase you know the red truck from uh, the Twister makeover but hey that truck did end up in a good home and it's with the model of the other Dodge that Joe drove so Bill's red truck and Joe's yellow truck are now uh, with the same owner so that's a good thing good but we're happy about that so yeah let's start a GoFundMe um, if you want to put that together we will make sure we share that on our weather podcast page <laughs> on Twitter help us get a storm chasing yes exactly. All out. exactly so this Canadian guy that's like doing these details is it exhibit or is it somebody else no so I don't he, think... no 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 so, yeah, he's just he's just Remember a guy exhibit? yeah oh yeah with Pit My Ride and that's yes. a whole different thing where apparently after they shot the video and like gave you the car they took the stuff back no way! But I don't know. I don't know that for sure. That's that's the internet rumor. That's the, kind of the like urban legend that's going around. So I'd have to. I want to go back. So if you guys do know about that, hit us up on our Twitter page at Weather Podcast. Anyways, no, the detail geek. He just cleans people's cars, and so it shows him washing the car and then doing like the vacuum, and then he like uh, he extracts all the dirt out of the carpet. It's just one of those videos. Like you're like okay, if you're into like car detailing, it's cool. But like my little sister who doesn't care about car detailing loves it because it's therapeutic to watch this guy like vacuum out cars and clean <laughs> It's one carpets. of those like so satisfying. Oh, very like. much so. <laughs> and at the end of every little segment, like where he's vacuuming out a car, he'll do like a dump on camera where it shows you like shake out from the vacuum how much crap he pulled out of the car. When he goes in, he extracts the carpet. He dumps all the like bad water out of the extractor and you're like that's just nasty right. so it's it's great to see but it's a great channel so the detail geek on youtube so it, check it out i will i'll retweet a link on weather podcast just so you can go see it but uh yes it, it's is one of those cool finds that i knew i eventually would have seen at some point but i was glad that i saw it because i do subscribe to the detail geek one of the many videos i do subscribe to on youtube i uh send help i need a doctor because i spend way <laughs> too much time watching videos on youtube hey i'm the same way but i'll have to go and check out the detail geek and i'm in complete shock about pimp my ride like complete shock so they took back the fish tanks and ice cream machines and whatever else they were putting in these cars some some stuff i believe they did but i'm not 100 percent sure again this is urban legend i have not been able to confirm it but Apparently, there was some stuff that was maybe not necessarily delivered to the customer after they were done taping. So we will wow. see. But, you know, again, I, I part of me says no because I know what type of brand like West Coast Customs has, you know, built and mm -hmm. the quality of work they do. So, you know, part of me thinks maybe it's just urban legend. But then again, I also know that at the time MTV was kind of cheap. So it would not surprise me if MTV paid for something to be put on TV and then after the show was over, they took it back. Right. Like, okay, put it back in the box and return it to Amazon. Like. Right. Right. You know, it's like, you know, I know there are plenty of girls that go out there and they buy a dress, they keep the tags hidden, and then they wear it once and then they return it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's called rent a dress. But on the down low. Yeah. Except everybody knows about it. Right. That's why you don't ever want to, like, spill anything on it. 
Exactly. Exactly. What, what's the you line? Only drinking water. Right. What's the line in uh, Young Frankenstein? Taffeta, darling, taffeta. Don't hug me because it will wrinkle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need you to quote more lines like that. Oh my gosh! Have you ever seen Young Frankenstein? <laughs> no. It's with Gene Wilder. You need to watch it. It is a fantastic movie. Okay, I'm gonna watch it just so. I can make you re say that line again like that. Taffeta, darling. Taffeta. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously, go watch it. Go watch it. All right. It's on my list. It's on my list. It must be because we will be, I will be quoting many lines from it and I will need you to understand going forward. So there's your homework assignment, America. I want you to go watch Young Frankenstein with Gene Wilder. You should be able to find it on any streaming service, but if not, you might have to dig for it. Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka by the way. Oh, hands down one of the greatest movies ever. For real. For real. Right. I love I love the scene where they're in they're riding toward the end where they're riding in the car and they go through these soap suds. Yes, and, they and then just, they come out all squeaky. Oh yeah, but they just get blasted with soap suds in the face and you're just like, "Oh, how much fun would that have been to film that?" I know. And was it soap or was it like whipped cream? It's uh, I thought it was soap. It also kind of looks like you know how you can steam milk and make it all foamy. It kind yes. of like that. That could yeah, that could be that could definitely be it too. Speaking of random things, I, again, this show is completely off the rails, and I don't care. It's it's a <laughs> it's a fun July here on B squared. Right. So last night it's getting to us. It is. It is, and my boredom is getting to us. So the fact that I haven't had a day off now in almost two months that's getting to me. But. Hmm. Last night in Sports Center, they were counting down the worst top 10 or the not top 10 so far in 2020. Number two was a gentleman who was at a, ba- I believe it was a baseball game, eating a tub of mayonnaise. <sighs> like he yeah. had, he straight up had a tub of mayonnaise and a spoon. Now, oh. again, I'm trying not to like get sick right now talking about I this. I know. Oh my gosh. But he made a second appearance. And so they were like, mayonnaise guy's back. Now, this guy is just going to town eating this. My first initial thought is there is no way this is mayonnaise. Yeah. Okay. Like he just put whipped cream or exactly. like pudding or something in Exactly. There. Something that looks like mayonnaise, has a consistency of mayonnaise, because there's no way in the world, one, you would eat that much. Two, if it's hot outside, ugh. Ooh. Speaking of movie quotes, you know, milk was a bad idea. Okay. Shout out to Anchorman. But, you know, eating mayonnaise on a 90 degree day sitting at a baseball park just does not sound like something that would do it for me. No, no. And I'm not kidding. I just got a whiff of mayonnaise while we're like <laughs> talking about it. So there's got to, it's got to be pudding or whipped cream or something. Oh, I hope so. I mean, even though eating a tub of any of that stuff is not good for you, but I just feel like mayonnaise is just No. Absolutely not. That's a hard pass. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I like mayonnaise, but I just want to put a little on my burger, and that's the extent of it. Like, I'm not trying to eat spoonfuls of it. Yeah, same here. How do you feel about Miracle Whip? I mean, Miracle Whip's good. Okay, good. Still, though, just want to put a little bit on my burger and not eat handfuls of it. Right. No, like, I'll put it on a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not, I'm not, you know, uh, no, that's just too much. You're not like, oh, I'm settling in for a baseball game. Let me get my tub of mayo and my big spoon. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And my bib. All right, well, let, let, let's digress a little bit further. Let me tell you one of my all-time favorite stories about a similar thing like this. So for years and years, I covered the Portland Trailblazers, as we have talked about on the show a lot. Yeah, yeah, Damian Lillard, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. How does that feel? <laughs> Still City. stings. Yeah, I'm sure Still it does. <laughs> yeah, not only, not only did we you know, end your season, but we killed this season, too. Yeah, yeah, you did. That's great. Anywho, uh, I covered the Portland Trailblazers for years and years and years. And I would have a seat in the front row of the press section at the Motor Center. And so I would sit next, speaking of Douglas, I would sit next to (laughs) one of my coworkers, a guy named Doug Carter. He and I worked together at the Blazer flagship radio station. So we would cover the games. Well, this lady shows up with her son and they have a tub of popcorn. Again, completely, you know, irrelevant to anything that is anything at a sporting event, right? Everybody's got popcorn, fine. Well, this they pour mayonnaise on it, I'm done. No, it doesn't pour mayonnaise on it. I got one better. She brusts out her own salt shaker. Oh. Okay. And this woman goes to town. 
I mean, it is just salt, 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 handful of popcorn. Rinse, repeat the whole nine. Okay. Over and over and over again. So we're kind of like watching this out of the corner of our eye. We're covering the basketball game because this is very weird. <laughs> so toward the end of the night, you can see like there's a lot of salt in this bucket, like a lot of salt in this bucket. And there's salt that's like built up on the rim. It kind of looks like a margarita a little bit. <laughs> but the lady takes her index finger, licks it, and then runs it all the way around the popcorn like tub rim. And has a nice buildup of salt, and she licks it. And we're just like, oh. That burns my tongue thinking about Oh, that. right? And I like, was just like. <laughs> why? Like, I, I get it. People like to salt their stuff. But first of all, there's already salt on that popcorn. Second of all, you don't need an entire salt shaker for your one tub of popcorn. Oh, but she brought one. And she brought a lot of salt with it, so. Yeah, after she did that, Doug and I were just like, Ugh. I mean, I got speeding about like a gag moment. <laughs> I was just like, oh. And you know, like if you eat something too salty, you instantly know it. Like you just know yeah. it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, how can I, you know, quickly dilute this? Right? Well, and I don't ever add salt to anything. The only time I add salt is when I'm actually like making a recipe. Right. And I use it as the seasoning. But after it's cooked... I never salt anything. I never salt the chips at the Mexican restaurant. Nothing. I uh, never pick up salt. I will occasionally salt chips at a Mexican restaurant if they're fresh out of the fryer. Where they still have, like, you can see that there's still a little bit, you know, there's still a little oil left on them. Just because. But as soon as they dry out, absolutely not. No. no just, well, just, they already salt them in the back. They do. Sometimes. But sometimes they don't put enough on it. Um... French fries, again, maybe, maybe not. Usually not. Yeah. I'm trying to think the last time I use, what do I use salt? I use a little bit of salt when I make macaroni and cheese. Just a little bit. But still, that like goes in the boiling water. Uh, I do it afterwards. Oh, no. But but you're right though. Cooking pasta, technically the correct um, process for cooking pasta is you add a little bit of salt. Because one, it makes the water a little bit saltier. And two, it helps the noodles not stick to each other. And it's the only time you get to season the noodles by themselves. Correct. After that, when you combine all the other ingredients, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I learned on the Food Network. So that's why I always salt the water. <laughs> hey, shout out to our boy and girls on the Food Network. Rachel had, Ray I, and Emerald Lagasse. Oh, boom. <laughs> bam. Emerald all day long. It's worth it just to watch him bam it. I'm just saying. He was the original Salt Bay. He was. I'm just saying. He was. Um, I do have a very, very, very large place in my heart for Giada. I love that woman. Uh, a lot of people do. I'm gonna need all y'all to calm down. I'm, I'm just sorry. I'm. She's just. If there's an angel on TV, she is it. She's too pointy for me. Her <laughs> nose is pointy. Her chin is pointy. Her cheekbones are pointy. She has a triangle face. Well, you know what? She's still on network television, and <laughs> she's very, very good at what she does. I guess that's what it is. My face is too round, and that's why I'm not on TV. Yes, and how many TV jobs have you applied for, Miss Bonnie Bishop? Hmm? Um, zero. Okay. See, this is where, <laughs> yeah, let's not be a Karen and, like, you know, comment on people because <laughs> we, we do this, we see this way too much, especially in our weather community. No, I think she's gorgeous. I just think she's way overhyped. Yeah, I know. You're a little jealous. It's okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I know. I wish I had a triangle face. Well, you know, shout out to Rachel Ray, though, because Rachel has taken her cooking and her fame and, you know, gone to the next level. But there's, it, it, listen, the Food Network is great to kill time, but the Food Network also makes you instantly hungry when you're watching it. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then you try to cook what they cooked, and then you end up burning your house down. <laughs> true story. Not me, but yeah. other people. <laughs> other people. True, legitimately, a, a very true story. So, you know, if you can cook... Like that, hey, you can be on TV. I think we should do a cooking show, you and I. I think it'd be fun. Oh, yeah, we could totally do it. Yeah, this is what B Squared has evolved to today <laughs> eating tubs of mayonnaise, licking salt from popcorn shakers, <laughs> margaritas, and Emerald Lagasse. Bam. Done. Done deal. <laughs> We're just trying to kick it up a notch here on B Squared. <laughs> well done. Well, well Boom. done. <laughs> Unlike people's steaks. I like mine well done. Anywho, 
Oh, it's okay. Forecast wise, what do you guys have coming up in Oklahoma City? Hot, humid, death, fire. The floor is lava. Oceans, yeah, it's for real. Like the streets will soon be lava. All our lakes will be boiling, and it'll just be little fires all over the place because um, we're in an inferno. All right, let me ask you this. And again, this is going to be completely off topic, but it is relevant to Oklahoma. So earlier this week, the Supreme Court basically said that Eastern Oklahoma is an Indian reservation, right? Or the mm-hmm. land belongs to it. What is your take on that decision? I'm good with it. Okay. You know? Yep. Yeah, I understand the premise of it. So I was just like, hmm, I wonder how Oklahomans feel. And since you're my closest resident Oklahoman, <laughs> you get to answer the question first. I'm good with it. I mean, to be fair, they were here first. So, yeah. Right. Well, as somebody that is Native American, um, you know, I will say I understand what the premise of the case was and the reasoning behind it. I believe that we should honor all trees that we have with the Native American people. Mm-hmm. I understand it is 2020 and a lot of that stuff has, you know, kind of fallen by the wayside, but it is a treaty. There is no expiration date on a majority of those. So let's make sure that we honor that and still take care of our American citizens who are Native American because... It is important. So I agree. We need to do for more. We need to do more for the Native American population. And I will remove myself from that soapbox. Anyways, <laughs> I wanted to, like I said, get your opinion. Uh, out here in Oregon, like we said, it's going to be really, really nice. Temperatures around Good 80 for, for, for the foreseeable future. Humidity probably in the 40% range. Not too bad. I will take it. We like our days a little bit warmer. And occasionally we will get a humidity spike, but that's usually when a cold front's coming through or we have a chance of storms. Other than that, it's going to be nice and beautiful. I'm excited. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'll get to get out and work on my golf game a little bit more when I have free time, which I don't have any of right now. They tell us not to do anything during the day outside because it's too hot. Right. And you'll get hot quickly, and then that'll be it. All right, let me let me throw something at you real quick, Okay. We've seen a spike in COVID-19 cases, right? In places like Arizona, Texas, and Florida. Right? Uh-huh. I know where you're going with this. Do you think it's directly related to the fact that people aren't going outside anymore? Uh-huh. That they're going or they are going outside, but they're going into like public places to get out of the heat? Yeah. I mean I do. I think it's well, I think it's just because everything's reopened and stuff's back to normal a lot right as far as shopping and restaurants and bars and all that stuff and so i think that especially texas well and florida all these spikes that they're having of eight to nine to ten thousand now in 24 hours just proves that the heat isn't going to kill the virus like we were told well i, I don't but maybe it's because people aren't standing in the heat whilst Taking a shot of bleach. Maybe it has to be both combined. <laughs> That's a very good point. That is a very good point. I still think, though, because people are out and about going back to restaurants, interacting with other people, but because they are inside in close quarters. I don't know if, you know, it's directly related to people that have gone to a beach. Most people seem to be, you know, at least doing social distancing where they're out in public. Right out, mm-hmm. like no. outside of buildings. No, it's, it's it's like it's people are really it's people acting like it's normal, and they've already canceled our state fair. Our state fair right. takes place in September. They canceled the Texas state fair, which happens during OU Texas, and everyone's really upset about that, right? Because everyone loves the Texas state fair, and both of those are outdoor events, and nobody knows what's going to happen with OU Texas. That's true. No one, no one knows if it's going to happen or if it's going to happen with no fans in the stadium. Right. Well, the Pac-12 out here on the West Coast uh, just announced that the football season will still go on as of right now when we're taping the show on, you know, July 11th, but we'll play only a conference schedule. So my Oregon Ducks lost out a home game against Ohio State. Uh, my Michigan Wolverines were going to travel north to Seattle to play the University of Washington. And now that's off. So um, you're going to leave 
you know, Pac-12 schools scrambling to fill a vacancy, which means they're either going to have to find conference opponents they weren't slated to play and make those games happen, or, you know, they'll just play a shortened schedule. So we will see what happens, but... Yeah, the whole sports world is real messed up right now, and it's really a bummer. It is. It really is. We all love our football and our NBA basketball and everything, and so it's a bummer. Right. Baseball comes back end of the month, which will be great. Major League Soccer is doing their little play and tournament in Orlando, which is fantastic. But, yeah, it's a world without fans in the stands during a sporting event is very different. Yeah, and that's part of the fun. Like, that's why I loved going to Thunder Games is because the whole stadium was constantly screaming. Right. Like, the roof was going to blow off of that place. So, well, I don't. that's part of it. No, totally. I don't know if you've seen photo. Have you seen any pictures of the setup they have in Orlando where the teams are practicing? No. no. So, they have these giant ballrooms, right, where they have set their basketball courts up. And you see this occasionally. Like during the college basketball season when they kick off when they do like their uh, Bahamas tournament or they do the uh, Maui Gym Invitational in Hawaii where they put these basketball courts in these hotel ballrooms and, you know, they bring in the stands and it's a small crowd. But they have all these courts lined up next to each other in this giant ballroom in Orlando. And literally, I want to start a trending hashtag on Twitter that says ballroom basketball because it literally <laughs> looks like they just deposited. And you look at any of the practice videos, all these NBA players are running up and down the court in a ballroom. <laughs> that sounds fancy. It is, right? <laughs> so it's, it's very interesting to me how this whole thing will play out. But um, yeah. that brings me to one last question. When was the last time you actually attended a ball? Oh, and why are they called ballrooms? Because everybody has them, right? Is it because isn't the ceiling like domed? I have no idea. Round? I have no idea. We're gonna have to figure that out. If you do know the answer, hit us up on our Twitter page at Weather Podcast. Yeah, we want to know about balls. We do all of the balls, <laughs> specifically why they're called ballrooms, anyways. Bonnie, another great edition of P Squared, your everything <laughs> podcast. It was, it was good. It you was. know, we had your cooking advice and we had your, you know, <laughs> mayonnaise advice. So, like, you're welcome, guys. You are welcome. If you've made it to this show or made it to the part of the show, let us know on our Twitter page at Weather Podcast. We'll send you a sticker just for listening today all the way through. Also, let us know if there's any other weird topics you think we should discuss. <laughs> right. Because outside of, you know, stuff happening, it's kind of slow in the weather world, but that's okay. So, again, I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.